Hi, welcome to The Bug Plug, a podcast about all things insects, arachnids, arthropods, creepies, and crawlies. I'm Kaylee, and today we're learning about the American cockroach. Real quick, before we get to like the meat of the episode. Um, A couple of weeks ago I complained that my computer was messed up and I apologized um, for sounding a little bit scattered. It never got fixed. Um, I've just been sort of limping it along, kind of doing the podcast the best I could without access to all of my things. Well, yesterday I was on the phone with Microsoft tech support for literal hours and my computer is working again. So a big thank you to the Microsoft people because uh, your girl can't buy a new computer right now. And yeah, it was great. They were very patient. I had to reinstall Windows 10. That was the only issue, but it's fixed. I'm very happy. I'm very excited to get into today's episode because I feel like I'm kind of just like back in my element for the first time in a while. So yeah, that's the little Kaylee computer update. And then one thing before we do get into like the meat of the episode, I have a quick little warning. So this episode is a little bit different than usual. Um, There's some like potentially gruesome or morbid information. I will definitely let you know when to turn off the episode if you're wanting to not hear any like gross details. I'm not sure exactly who all listens, but I know the bug plug is listed as family friendly and I like to keep each episode as something that I personally would feel comfortable listening to with my kids or my nephews because this episode will have some elements that may not be suitable for a two-year-old, I, I'll just put that part at the end and give you a little heads up before we get into it. Or you can give this ep a listen and decide for yourself if it's suitable for your audience. Look, if your kid is scarred or has a bunch of weird questions, it's a thousand percent not on me. I've made it very clear, don't come for me. I'm also very sorry if you hear dogs. The dogs are in the room with me. Okay, that was a lot before we even get started. I'm very sorry, but we're getting into it. We're talking about American cockroaches, if you've forgotten, because I almost did. We learned about the Madagascar hissing cockroaches a while ago, like maybe episode two or three, like a solid seven months ago. Anyway. So we've learned about cockroaches before, but we talked about the giant ones that hiss. They're very cool. I really enjoy those. Um, But this time we're learning about like the littler cockroaches that might show up in your kitchen. I don't know if littler is a word. I think I meant smaller. So the American cockroach is the largest species of common cockroach and they've got a few other names, so they may be called the ship cockroach, cackerlack, or the Bombay canary. Those last two are wild. 
I have no idea where they came from, no idea why they're called that. I didn't look into it. Usually when I do the also known as, I've never heard of the other names. I would love to hear if one of those other names is something that you know the bug as. So if you live somewhere where the little kitchen cockroaches are called Cacrelax or Bombay Canaries, please reach out. I have questions. Fun fact, and I say that sarcastically because this is definitely not a fun fact, it's just a fact, period. The American cockroaches aren't from the Americas. So they came over on boats to North America by ships from Africa in the 1600s. I know last week we established that I am just a history genius. So when I read that, I immediately thought of the slave trade. Um, by the way, why is it called the slave trade? There was no trading. Anyway, after just a scooch more research, it's believed by some entomologists, remember entomologists study bugs, that these cockroaches were introduced to the United States via slave boats, which led me to write stealing people from their homes equals cockroach karma question mark in my notes. It definitely feels like that's the case, but I'm of the mind that um, what was done to slaves was terrible and there's really no repayment equal to what was done. So I do disagree that cockroaches were appropriate payment. If you're mad that I just said cockroaches aren't appropriate payment for actual human lives, feel free to leave. That's fine. I'm moving on. We aren't settling there. Was that a colonization joke? It was accidental. We're getting back to the bugs. Okay. The American cockroaches are this reddish brown color with some like yellowish coloring on their heads. I always thought they looked super gross. They range from like one-ish to two-ish inches long. And they are insects. So, you know, we've talked about insect anatomy so much. They do have wings and they can fly. Both males and females have wings and fly. Did you know that? I've literally never seen one fly. A little gross personal fact. I feel like today's episode is just full of me rambling, but here we go. The house I lived in while in college was not in like a super great area. All of my neighbors were crazy close, like four houses split on what's considered like a standard lot. And nobody really kept a super clean sanitary home. That's based on what I could see. I never went into my neighbor's homes for fear of my life. So I'm kind of judging. Despite my house being semi-clean, I mean, I was in college and living on my own for the first time, the place wasn't spotless, but I would get cockroaches. Even when I tried really hard to keep things super sanitized and sprayed, I would still get them. So cockroaches were kind of like a normal occurrence for me for like four years of my life, and I never saw one fly. That was the point of the story. I've lived around cockroaches, never seen them fly. So they infest homes through like small cracks and doors and windows and things like that and head straight for your kitchens, bathrooms, and basement. Here's where I make myself look super judgmental. Cockroaches will come into your home even if it's clean. So did the cockroaches I saw in college potentially come from the creek or woods in my area? Absolutely. Did I still blame my neighbors? You bet. 
But that wasn't the correct thing to do. Cockroaches enjoy living anywhere they can get food. Typically that's outside where they can get decaying leaves, fungi, and small insects. Now, when they start to run out of food or get too hot or too cold, they'll start to move. This is when they come into your nice clean house. This is also what might have happened to my little college rent house. The other side to this story is, you know, they're outside living on their leaves and such, not bothering anybody. But then one cockroach senses that there's a better, easier to live on food source inside someone's kitchen. They'll move for the easier food and reproduce if there's enough food to thrive. And then you have a cockroach problem. Is this episode making you want to clean your kitchen? Because same. Once they're inside, the cockroaches can live on a surprisingly small amount of crumbs, grease, or even pet food. So make sure your dog food is in a sealed container and not just like in the bag it came in. For a few reasons, but one is cockroaches. Because they prefer temperatures of like 70 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit and like secluded shady places. And honestly, they don't work too hard for food. You can see most American cockroaches in homes. If they can find even a tiny bit of comfort, they'll just move right in. Which, I mean, I get. Especially where I live, it gets super duper hot. So, one, there's no real like cool places in the summer. So of course they're gonna come inside where it's air conditioned. And then once they're here, they're gonna be able to find something to eat. I mean, I have two dogs. Surely there's crumbs of dog food or grease from not wiping down my stove right. I mean, if they wanted to, they could probably find something to eat here and be a lot more comfortable than living outside in an Oklahoma summer. So a few little fun facts just based on like some myths I've heard about cockroaches that I looked into for this episode. So the first one is there's no actual evidence that they will survive a nuclear disaster. It's something that I've heard a lot like if there's a nuclear disaster cockroaches would be the one thing to survive and that's not true. They've exposed cockroaches to radiation and they don't survive any better than people. So If there's a nuclear disaster, the cockroaches are going down with us. What is going to survive is stuff that can, like, bury underground and get away from it. Um, So, like, ants. Ants might survive a nuclear disaster better than cockroaches. Um, Cockroaches are also older than dinosaurs. They're, like, 359 million years old. They've adapted to life well, and here they are. They live in groups, so you never have just one. They release like this musty smelling aggregation pheromone, which basically means they attract each other. So when the one cockroach comes into your house and is like, hey, this is pretty great, all the others follow him. And it's why if you have a cockroach infestation, your house is gonna smell kind of musty because we can smell that pheromone when there's more than just a couple of them. 
So if your basement smells really musty, you might have cockroaches. Or maybe that's how basements smell. I don't know. We don't have basements where I live. Okay, here's where it gets gross. Listener discretion advised. We're going to start off easy. American cockroaches come into your house via your drains. Sometimes. I mean, cracks, doors, windows, but also drains. So that doesn't sound too bad, but that means they're going through the sewage pipes. And because they're just wading through poop, they might be carrying dysentery, cholera, leprosy, typhoid fever, and the literal plague. I know we just went through a pandemic or are still in a pandemic, but like, remember the bubonic plague killed like a third of Europe? They could be carrying that from poop. They've also been known to carry E. coli, salmonella, and like 30 other types of bacteria, as well as parasitic worms that affect humans. I know what you're thinking, but Kaylee, I don't eat the cockroaches, so I'm good, right? Wrong. They carry all this crap, sometimes literally, on their little buggy legs, and then they walk all over your kitchen cabinets, your like little cute container of wooden spoons on your counter that I have, your pots and pans, your plates, your flatware, you name it. Their little gross buggy legs are walking all over it. And then you eat off or with this stuff and you get sick. The same thing can happen in your bathroom with your toothbrush or in your bedroom with that nasty week old cup of water that you drink at 2 a.m. You get the idea. The cockroaches can come into your house and no matter how clean you think you are, they can get you crazy sick. Um, in my notes, that explanation of like how they get you sick, all I wrote was bacteria on legs, legs on counters, food on counters, food in you, bacteria in you. You get the point, right? Ew. I would like to pause here and say usually I'm very pro-bug, and this episode clearly is not pro-cockroaches, and that's just how I feel. Okay, so they're diseases on six legs, and I don't like them, but it gets worse. They have been recorded to eat human flesh, both dead and living. So like the first time I read that, I was like, oh, okay, they're like decomposing dead bodies. Things do that. That's not weird. No. They nibble on you while you're alive, too. Here's the deal. They particularly enjoy your fingernails, your eyelashes, your feet, and your hands. Good luck sleeping tonight. Between the research, the writing, and the recording of this episode, I have cleaned my bedroom more times than I have in my entire life combined. This really freaked me out. So, here's what was going through my brain when I read that. You're asleep, right? As you do, pretty regularly. I love sleep. I'll sleep for like 10 or 12 hours a night. It's my favorite. A cockroach comes up from my bathroom drain with its little cholera dysentery legs. Comes in to my bedroom because I have 
glass that had champagne in it from the night. And it finds me and it crawls on my face and eats my eyelashes. I know I said in several previous episodes that bugs crawling in my ears is like one of my worst fears. But I think I've changed my mind. I think that that scenario might be one of my worst fears. Because then you don't know, right? Your alarm goes off, you start to move around, the cockroach freaks out and it leaves. You have no idea, you have dysentery germs on your face. Ah, moving on, okay. I've grossed myself out. I'm so sorry if I've grossed you out. The last thing isn't like super terrible, but I'm gonna spin it and make it sound gross. So they can definitely live without a head. This is another myth that I've heard for a while and it's completely true. So how do they do it? First of all, they have no uncontrollable bleeding so their neck just clots up. Where if we get beheaded as humans, we lose a lot of blood. They don't. They clot up pretty quick and that's that. They can breathe through spiracles or small holes all over their body. So again, unlike us, their head is gone. They're fine. They can still breathe. Without a head, we cannot breathe because our noses are how we get oxygen. You know, our bodies can't survive without that. And we have no backup for if our heads get chopped off. The American cockroaches do. And they can easily survive without their brains thanks to ganglia or bundles of nerve tissue all over their body that can perform nervous system functions. Again, we don't have this. Our bodies rely on our brains. We're very complex compared to cockroaches. Little nerve bundles throughout our body would not be able to make our bodies function without the brain. So we're very different from cockroaches. They can survive without a head. We cannot. And that's why. So the only problem they really face without a head is that they can't eat. So once their mouth is gone, they don't have like another way to get nutrients. So they basically just starve to death. Also, the detached head can continue functioning for a while without a body as well. So the body can live for a while, depending on its last meal. It could probably go a couple of weeks. The head can live for several minutes. Um, the thing is, without a body, the head doesn't really have a purpose. And there's really nothing it can do. So it'll just wiggle its antenna for a while and then die. So if you think like, oh, I killed it. It doesn't have a head anymore. No, you're wrong. The little guy is headless. And now it's a headless cockroach walking all over your face with its little dysentery feet while you sleep. And that feels worse. But without a head, it can't eat your eyelashes. So maybe it's better. I don't know. Uh, no, it will not pet because gross. No, no, we're not getting into it. Just no. I think they're very gross. I think they look gross. I think they act gross. I, they're gross. If you feel otherwise, I'm very sorry. I know usually this is very pro-bug, pro-let-them-live, pro-they-serve-a-purpose in our ecosystem, and we all just fit together. 
and are all trying to survive, but ew, no, mm-mm, mm-mm, no, mm, mm-mm, their legs have poop on them. No, no, and they get everywhere. They're everywhere. Like they climb up your little kitchen cabinets on the inside and just get everywhere. And who washes off like their forks and plates before they use them, like straight out of the cabinet? Nobody. At least with your pots and pans, like your cooking stuff and like the heat will kill whatever's in it. That's not true of your fork. That just goes right in your mouth. Freaks me out, absolutely not, no. So this was a different episode. Honestly, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with this. Please consider leaving feedback wherever you're listening to let me know how you felt about this one. Um, You can also reach out via email at bugplugpod at gmail.com. That's in the description of the episode, so you don't have to like write it down or remember. Just look there. Let's do a quick little recap before we go scrub our houses. That's what we're all going to do after this, right? That's what I'm going to do. I'm recording this in the morning so that I have time to go clean my whole house, top to bottom. The American cockroach can be found all over the world and is the biggest group of common cockroach. They may not be a sign that your house is gross. They may just be coming in because it's too hot outside or they can't find food where they like to live. They may also be coming inside because your house is gross. I mean, that's true. Is your house gross? It might be. They go to your kitchens, your bathrooms, and your basements, and they carry diseases like dysentery or cholera or typhoid fever or the actual plague. And they might nibble on your eyelashes while you sleep, and they can survive for a while without their heads. They're gross. They might be in your house. That'll do it for this fun, disgusting episode. I'll see you next week here on the Bug Plug Podcast.